Hi, and welcome back to Self Love with Rihanna Marie. I am your host, Rihanna Marie. I am a 19-year-old self-love coach with a passion to authentically share my experience. This podcast is all about blending lighthearted conversation with vulnerable truth. This is your space to feel safe and understood in your beautiful mess, to grasp inspiration for your self-love journey, and to hear valuable wisdom from a variety of hand-picked guests. I welcome you to start a bubble bath, make a cup of tea, lay out in nature, and just make a self-care moment out of this. It is now time to let the healing begin. Welcome back to Self Love with Rihanna Marie. I'm really stoked for today's episode because we're chilling it out. It's no super special talk. It's also a solo episode. And today's episode, I'm going to do a couple things. I'm going to jump around some topics that have just been on my mind and things that I think you guys will be interested in that'll be helpful. I'm answering a bunch of your questions just for fun. Um, that have come through. I'm going to pull us a card for the episode and we're literally, we're just going to freaking hang out. I'm so excited. I really, I like never do this. I always have perfectly planned out episodes with like the perfect beginning, middle and end to really bring a point through. And this is different. We're just going to hop around a little, keep it dynamic. And I'm really excited. So let's start with pulling a card. This is the Universe Has Your Back deck. And then, um, by the way, whether you're listening to this podcast, just so you know, we're on YouTube. So I've been posting videos of the podcast on YouTube. So it's cool for the card readings because you can see it. Um, And if you like video better, I'm just doing that so you guys have that option. Um, And I got a ring light, so I really want to use it. And I got to say, there's something I've been doing so many vertical videos because I do IGTV all the time. And there's something nostalgic about the horizontal videos, maybe because I was on YouTube since I was 11. And it just like feels like home to have a vertical video going on. I don't know. Or I just maybe it's more flattering. Anyways, let's pull a card. Something so perfect for this episode just the right message for everyone listening. And if you're listening, just close your eyes, tune in, just take this moment to take a really deep breath, center here, come into the moment, most perfect card. Oh yeah, this is really good for today. My outer experiences are a reflection of my internal condition. Are you kidding? I surrender to a power greater than me. Oh, I love both of these. Wow. I really like my outer experiences are a reflection of my internal condition because I think that's a lot about, that's a lot of what self-love is about. It's a lot of realizing like, okay, when I put in, you know, true deep happiness and deep love and self-respect and dignity inside of myself, that you know, naturally mirrors outward. And I start to have experiences like that. Or, you know, one of the best ways to see your subconscious limiting beliefs that you're living off of is to look at your life. And also, you know, when you're not in self-respect and you're in self-hatred, you tend to draw, you know, experiences to you that, that don't value your worth and that make you feel worse and show you 
that you're not enough even though you really are so yeah that's why we do the inner work you know that's literally why um you know when this episode comes out i think we are in yes mercury is retrograde and it's in scorpio and if you like astrology that's quite the interesting time period and i hear from a lot of astrologers um really beautiful professional astrologers who say stop being afraid of mercury retrograde it's just this time to turn inward it's this time to reflect a little bit and scorpio is my moon sign and it's an incredible sign it's it's very depthful it's the sign of depth death and rebirth and you know the shadow the inner world the mystery so you know take some time to really take a look at your inner world right now and explore it and you know get honest with yourself and reflect on your past a little bit um or anything that you really really want to reflect on um okay i'm just checking it says i can only record for 30 minutes we may have to keep going all right so i'm gonna pull up a question let's see i have heard many people say that we should put a time limit to our emotions is that healthy interesting so i yes and no i think that time limit is limiting and it makes you feel like i can only feel my emotions for 10 minutes and then i have to shut it off and clearly that's not what i teach i often teach you know let it flow feel it to the other side um you know let yourself really be in your emotional process but at the exact same time in that same token i teach not to dwell in your emotions because you can right you can dwell in the sadness dwell in the you know depressive feelings the anxiety the whatever you can allow yourself to just sit in it so i think there's a difference between sitting in it wallowing dwelling in it and taking the time you need to process and work through it so that you can come onto the other side um and that's what i would say so you just have to make sure it's not about a time limit it's are you dwelling and sitting in it or are you moving through it to reach that you know other side of solution i have an entire episode called the healing method which really dives into this i have um a video on my igtv about this and a post of the emotional process and very soon um this is a secret very soon there's going to be a self-study course all about how to work through your emotions in the healthiest way um in a way where you're not dwelling or sitting or denying you're moving through all the way to the other side it's the work i do in coaching and it is my method for emotional healing and so you know it's really important but that's what i would say to that not a time limit no 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 it's more about the the quality of what you're doing with your emotions yeah beautiful okay um let's see if i want to do another question and then maybe i'll chat about a topic um let's see reincarnation your experience with past lives or if you have any stories involving that Ooh, fun let's get a little like we can mix it with some spiritual some mindfulness some self-love i really like this <laughs> it's so chill okay reincarnation your experiences in past lives okay so um my belief 
is that we definitely have past lives. This is just my belief. And I did a whole episode on spirituality recently where I made sure you guys know that I'm very open to any of your beliefs. This just happens to be mine. I feel like we absolutely, you know, go through a number of lifetimes and um, some souls are towards the beginning of that journey of lifetimes and some souls are towards the middle and some are towards the end. And I think that's what it means to be an old soul. Um, I think that past lives are just true and real. I think you can have, you know, trauma in this lifetime that really comes from old lifetimes. Um, however, I have not had any crazy experiences to truly share yet about past lives. When it comes to the esoteric and the spiritual, I've experienced a lot of wild, crazy, interesting things. This is a little bit of an untouched area for me, except what's interesting is that very, very, very lately, like I'm talking last week, the last week I've been really interested in it and it's been coming up and I've had some weird dreams and spiritual experiences that feel like it's asking me to look at some past lives and um you know I, one of my favorite teachers natalia benson she talks about how if you're in this if you're in a pattern or a loop of trauma that you feel like you've done everything to heal and you can't seem to um, get onto the other side of it even though you've done all the work it might be a past life thing and I have this one space in my life that feels like that, where I'm like, God, I've literally done all the work possible. And like, why does it still come up a little bit? And yes, healing is linear. And yes, we're human. And, you know, you're never going to be perfectly healed. But this one, I'm just like, something else is up here. And when I started thinking that, I started having some interesting dreams and conversations and synchronicities and who knows? So I might be going down a little past life exploration, especially during this very interesting Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. So um, I want to do, I would love to do past life regression, even with a coach or something um, or on my own. But I will keep you updated and let you know if I find any interesting things. I love hearing past life stories. I think they're really super interesting. The one thing I do have is I have a really irrational fear that acts like a trauma response to water, specifically like tsunamis. So I'm terrified of the ocean my entire life. I have dreamt of tsunamis, um, like always. And one time this summer, I went out in the ocean and nothing has happened to me in my life. I've never drowned. Nothing's happened to me that I remember. <laughs> and um, I, I had a full trauma response, like panic attack, um couldn't handle my breathing i felt like i was gonna die just from being in the waves and so i've always felt like god what is that like on the esoteric side of things that feels like maybe something happened in a past life but i don't know yet but i'm open so we'll see <laughs> okay one thing i want to talk about is overthinking traps and i think we can all relate to this and um, one of the deepest spaces of my work is working on the mind. And I always say that there's like two sides to the mind. And a lot of this creates the relationship you have with yourself. So we have the one side of our brain that is, you know, intuitive and truthful 
and smart and soft in a lot of ways, gentle and and like it's like that higher mind that just knows what you need to do. And then we have that side of our brain that is negative, anxiety ridden, fear, ego, um, you know, some addicts, we'll call it the addict brain, codependents, we'll call it the codependent brain. I think we all have it, though, is something I'm learning. And they battle sometimes. And when I was younger, before I started this journey, I really, really, really struggled with that because I could hear the intuitive brain, but I never, ever listened to it, like ever. It never won. The other side always won. And I would go with that more self-destructive brain because it's louder. you know, intuition tends to be a little bit softer. And I think that a really good way to gauge where you're at in your relationship with yourself is how does that sound? Does it sound in your head? Does it sound like a constant battle between the two sides or more like a conversation? Are you aware of the difference between the two sides of your brain? Because if you can become aware and be like, oh, okay, I'm in my head, like in my negative headspace right now, or whatever you, whatever feels good to call it. If you want to call it your overthinking brain, your anxiety brain, your codependent brain, just that side, you know, naming it and recognizing what it feels like, sounds like what it tends to say. And then you can also know what your intuitive brain sounds like oh my gosh, your life will change. And my life did change. And I teach this a lot because it's pretty incredible to be able to decipher between the two very clearly and naturally. Um, And when I started out, I started, the way I started to learn about that is I would do these journal prompts that I give out a lot. And on one side, you, I would call it irrational, irrational versus rational. And on the, um, or sometimes I'll call it fear versus trust. And so on the left side, you pour out all that negative brain stuff. You get it all out. You don't hold back. You say absolutely everything. And then you breathe, um, maybe pray or say an affirmation. And on the right side, you talk from your intuitive brain. And when I started doing that, first of all, it would shift me out of that overthinking loop. It would take the power away from my fear-based brain and I was able to start to learn the difference between the two and so now it feels like definitely most of the time and this took practice I mean it's like building a habit most of the time I'm in that positive brain and um, I still get into some overthinking traps or loops or negative head spaces but I know what they are and I usually know that I'm in them so it's usually on me like letting myself stay there And um, that's so human. You're never going to feel perfect. You're never going to feel totally healed. But I think that's a really beautiful way to start to recognize your overthinking traps. Like, which brain is it? Who's talking? And shifting out of it and, you know, like doing a journaling exercise like that or breathing through it or not giving it the power just you know, it's really powerful to recognize that your thoughts are just thoughts. They do not define you. You know, we all get intrusive thoughts and they don't define who you are. It's what you do with it. It's the action that you take and you are not your thoughts. You have the power over them. And 
if you can think a new thought, so let's say you're having a really negative thought, but then a brand new thought comes through, that negative thought already lost its power. It's that simple, right? So you just take the power away from those thoughts by not acting on them or living in them or sitting in them and recognizing them as false, as untrue, and not as ultimatums. And it's really, really powerful. I made this anxiety affirmations Instagram post and you like scroll through it. And the purpose of it that I was hoping was, you know, you read each one out loud and then you breathe through it as you do so. And I think it's really good also for overthinking um, or just getting into negative head spaces because overthinking isn't necessarily anxiety, although it can become anxiety or it can um, or definitely like is a companion to anxiety. You'll be having over overthinking types of thought loops, but it doesn't mean that you're having anxiety all of the time. It depends on how you're experiencing that. But if you stay in it long enough and you let yourself believe it and you're creating these scenarios in your head, you're probably going to feel anxious. So I think that it's beautiful to learn how to shift out of those spaces so you're not torturing yourself and it's all up to you, right? <laughs> all right, let's see what else. Let's do another question. Okay, um, I love this. What are some things that make you happy? So many things make me happy. I have gotten to this point in my life where I've realized that the little things are everything and you find joy in the smallest things and the, and the happiest that I, like when I feel the happiest, it's when I'm just really, really appreciating like the smallest moments and I'm really present. And I think this time period has been hard for everybody and it at a certain point got a little bit hard to feel that that beautiful joy of the little things and I've had to bring myself back to that space. Um, some of that for me was definitely processing the trauma that came up for me. Uh, I think I talked about it in a few episodes back. I haven't really told my story yet, but I spoke about it a little bit and it got really hard to feel that. And I've been coming back to that true space of, of who I am. And I mean, it's so many things. Like I love waking up really early and seeing the sun rise in my room because the lights are just so beautiful. I love my morning cup of coffee. It makes me so happy. The whole shebang making it. I like cooking. Um, Trader Joe's makes me feel like I'm at Disneyland. Uh, you know, creating content, like being on video and talking and um, making beautiful posts and just being able to express myself this way makes me so happy. It feels like purpose. Um, it makes me feel like I'm I'm just really embodying who I am. My girls, my, my girls in session doing coaching calls, like that always lights up my heart. It always makes me happy. It never drains me. It just makes me feel incredible. Um, Tanner, I mean, it's like an incredible gift to be in love and especially to be in healthy, beautiful, equal love. I just get so, so, so happy um, whenever I'm with him or just about him. Of course, I'm really grateful for that. Spirituality, like everything about it, 
It makes me really happy. I love meditating and doing yoga. My routines, my self-care routines make me happy. Uh, so many things. My little sister, my little siblings. Uh, lately, I've been really, really, really appreciating and finding joy in girl time like just having dinner dates with my girlfriends or talking to my girlfriends um I love being a little social butterfly quarantine was really hard for me uh I love hanging out with people and I love hanging out with myself but uh I have definitely found a lot of joy in that lately um and getting really creative like doing my journaling or uh, just creating anything makes me really happy. Wow. That just like uplifted my soul. So you guys should go do a list of things that make you happy because there's so much, there's so much in life that can make you happy. And I always talk about the puzzle piece of happiness and how, you know, happiness is a puzzle and you're in the center, that self-love, you create your happiness. And then all the other puzzle pieces are these things in your life that add to and help create. And help create your happiness. And yeah, beautiful. Okay, more questions. How long have you been a self-love coach to other people? Um, over two years now. Isn't that crazy? I started when I was 18. I'm almost 21. I'll be 21 January 29th. That's insane. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to process 21. Birthdays are always insane for me. But back to the question, that's how long I've been a self-love self coach to other people. I've always, you know, been the advice friend in my life. Before I was self-love coaching, I was bringing like all my friends through you know, the process of loving yourself and going inward and mindfulness. And I was reading all my girlfriend's cards and, you know, helping them like work through their processes and, and break their patterns and understand their trauma. And I was just doing it already. And I was like, all right, time to make this real. I have a lot of long-term beautiful soulmate clients. Like my clients to me are soulmates they're not just people who pay me it's like not that at all i mean these are people who let me into their soul and i often let them into mine and tell them a lot about myself and um i've built really 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 deep relationships with the girls that i coach and so i i love it it's like so in my heart and soul i i can't even describe it it's so natural to me um and yeah, I've had a, a lot of experience and a lot of, um, I don't know, I've just worked with so many different people and it's very interesting getting to watch girls. I mean, it's not even interesting, it's incredible getting to watch girls come from the side of being in codependency and wrapped in their pain and in their trauma and in the mess and get to the other side. It's like, it, when you watch the light come back into someone's eyes, you can't even comprehend the magic in that moment. It's so beautiful. And uh, I mean, some of my girls at this point, like they're giving me advice. <laughs> like they're, you know, they're giving me their in intuitive hits and uh, things like that. I mean, it's so beautiful. And yeah, I am launching my website soon. 
So I am very, very deeply excited about that. And I'll be accepting new clients really soon. Um, if you're interested, you can always DM me, but I'm going to make it uh, more streamlined so you can get a real gauge of what coaching with me is like. And there's a lot of really exciting stuff coming up for sure. Like, stay tuned. I have so many beautiful offerings um, and just different ways to work with me and hang out with me coming for you. I'm really excited. But uh, that was a long-winded answer to the answer of over two years. Okay. Uh, topic or question? Question. <laughs> How to connect to your creativity and curiosity? Oof, that's a beautiful question. Um, I think I've always been a really curious, creative soul, and I tend to draw people like that to me. Like Tanner's really like that. Very, very like a little curious soul. <laughs> and and it reminds me of the inner child. It reminds me of those words that you just said. Um, they remind me of the heart chakra. And when I was starting to heal at first, I had had this thing where I thought that I wasn't artistically um, capable. I thought I was like literally artistically challenged and I couldn't draw, I couldn't paint, I couldn't do anything. I seriously thought that. And this, this thing right here goes to show how many lies you tell, tell yourself. Like the, the saying, if you say you can't, then you can't. And if you say you can, then you can is so massively true. And there's some spaces in my life I need to apply that to, but I really experienced it when it comes to creativity. So I was always telling myself, you're not artistic. You can't be artistic. And then I was getting sober and I was like, I need shit to do. <laughs> like I literally need shit to do. And I started painting. And if you've been with me for a while, then you got to watch that uh, My in my room, in my old room, I used to have an entire wall of my paintings and I was painting so often and I loved it. I mean, they weren't perfect. I'm not a painter, but they were beautiful to me. I still have paintings in my room that I, that I really, really love. And I found so much joy in it and I just had to let myself and I would, you know, I'd look on Pinterest and, and try different things out. So I think one of the things is just opening that space, just trying something like painting and seeing what comes through and letting go of the bounds of how it's supposed to look or how it's supposed to be, you know, and then I started doing my art journals, which a lot of you guys have seen, um, and they're my pride and joy. And so I would do, I started journaling for my mental health, but I was making art in them. So I was doing like collages and I paint in my journals and draw in my journals and all of these incredible things. And, uh, that was such a creative space for me. It still is. I still journal. I have like, I think I'm on my 11th or 12th whole journal, which is crazy. Um, but I think it's really just about like allowing yourself. It's giving yourself permission to try that out. And, you know, like dancing in your room alone, like tapping into that feminine energy, like um, creativity comes through in fashion and in makeup and um, you know, graphics and your room and just doing art. So for me, it was just about allowing myself to, and then it flowed. You have to open the door to allow that to come through. And 
um, in a spiritual esoteric sense. I think working with the heart chakra and um, also the sacral chakra, because uh, those are big sources of creativity, would be incredible. Um, you could meditate on that. You could just visualize that those spaces are lighting up for you and uh, allow that to really pour through in your life. And I always like to set intentions. Like if you're wanting to explore more creativity, intend to do so. And that's what I would say about that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, I have a topic. Are you ready? Trusting the unknown. This is very Scorpio season, which we're not in yet, but we're coming up in for my babes who like astrology. Um, the mystery. And I want to, we're just going to touch on it for a few minutes, okay? So let me, I need to stop the podcast. Okay, so lately, I've been thinking a lot about the fear of the unknown and just the unknown in general. And I think so many of us, you know, we have this fear of the future and maybe it's a little bit innate. And I've also experienced in my life and most of the time now being very elated and excited and optimistic about the mystery of the future. And I've experienced the deep fear that can cause anxiety of the future. And I think for a lot of us, you know, you see the future as like this big black hole and you think of all of the horrible things that can happen in it because of, you know, some of the most painful times in your life probably, right? Like the traumas you've experienced or the heartbreaks you've experienced and you worry that it'll happen again and you really, really, really don't want it to. And so what happens is you start to want to control it, right? You want to control your circumstances to control your future. And it creates this anxious attachment style to life and to your relationships and to your routines and to everything. And you are trying to prevent pain from happening. And it's really interesting because what if in the mystery is a ton of magic and miracles that you could never dream of and imagine. Why aren't you thinking about that? Why aren't we getting excited about the mystery? And also, if there is going to be pain in the future, don't feel it twice. You hurt yourself twice by, you know, making up the scenarios in your head and playing it over and over. And what if they leave? And what if all that happens? And it's like, that does happen, you're going to move through it just like you did everything else and just don't worry about it, right? It's hard to, especially when anxiety is involved. But I think the perspective shift here is, wait, how many times in my life have incredible, happy, magical things happened, even the small ones, right? Where you like have a really beautiful conversation with a stranger that you couldn't have planned out or a night where um, it was unplanned and just so much fun. Or, you know, the big things in life, like meeting your person or, um, you know, birthing something like a creation in into your life that you couldn't have dreamed of or planned for. And that was a part of the mystery, too. That was something that, um, sorry, that was something that you couldn't have planned for either. And so there's magic in the mystery. 
And I think when I uncovered that really horrible trauma from my childhood, I went back into this space of like, I'm terrified of the mystery and the unknown because it's dark in there. But <laughs> something in my soul is that I actually love the unknown, whether that's the future or that's exploring the mysteries of myself through deep self-realization and exploration. And, you know, I'm all about going into the underworld of yourself and going into the shadow and, and, and looking and realizing and experiencing freedom from doing that. And I love the cycles of life that are about transformation, that are about, you know, letting parts of yourself die and then rebirthing into new parts of you and uh, transformation in all its forms. And that's a part of the mystery. And so I'm coming back to the love of it and the excitement of it and the, oh my gosh, I mean, there's magic there and there's miracles there that I couldn't ever dream of. And I want you to feel the same way. So the part of you that wants to control because you don't want things to change because that's how you see safety, let that part know that stagnancy isn't safety. It's just being stagnant. And in a lot of ways, it's self-destruction, right? Because if you're not growing, um, then you're not changing. And change has to happen for growth and new experiences to occur. And um, I would say that's actually safer than staying exactly where you are. <laughs> so just a little piece on that. Um, but I'm going to be doing an entire webinar in November that I would love you guys to come to that is going to be called, I think I'm going to call it um, being grounded in the chaos. And it's going to be all about embracing change, having a safe home within yourself when insane things are happening around you in the world, how to hold yourself through pain, um, and really trusting the unknown, trusting the process, letting go of the fear, uh, finding where that root fear is from your inner child and healing it. We're going to do a whole webinar on it, which I do monthly and I love doing them. And I think we'll do this one on Zoom. So the flyer isn't out yet. You can't get tickets quite yet. But just remember this. And it will be out very soon. It's going to be in November. And um, webinars are so much fun. They're like the most incredible sacred space where everyone just heals and transforms and gets to talk to like-minded people and learn things. And I teach the class is basically a coaching call with me and I would love to have you there so I think I have just a couple more questions that I want to do and then I'm going to end this episode um somebody said advice on not comparing your journey to others and feeling worthy of letting your past go so I would say you know we're all in different parts of our journey and what we need differs right so you know when I was healing from self-love when I was healing and learning self-love in that first year um, I needed to not be in uh, romantic relationships but that was just me right and so just because that's not your path and that's not how you're going to do self-love doesn't mean you're doing the journey wrong there's truly no right way that's why um, you know, it's so tailored to 
your experience and your needs and your healing is your healing nobody has you know your set of wisdom pain trauma limiting beliefs childhood stories uh relationships that have gone well relationships that have gone wrong nobody has that except for you so it would be impossible to have the exact same journey as others and your wins are your wins right like if you know getting up and making yourself a meal is your win of the day that's an incredible win <laughs> you freaking cooked a meal and maybe you really enjoyed it and you were really present while you were doing it and it was a beautiful experience you had with yourself and that was your win and maybe on that same day somebody else's win was getting the job that they applied for and it was a huge job and that was their win of the day right but we and maybe the next day their win was cooking a meal we are all on different parts of our journey and you know another thing too that's really important that i think fits in here is that pain is massively relative so comparing your pain to other people's pain is extremely harmful not only to yourself but to others and it also just doesn't work it's counterintuitive because somebody's worst pain in their life may seem smaller and or bigger than yours um, than your worst pain but it's their worst pain because it's relative to them and they may feel the exact same magnitude of pain that you have felt in your worst pain even if you might think it's smaller different or larger and so we don't compare our pain right because it is relative to each of our journeys and each of our experiences instead we just have compassion and empathy for the pain that others go through and um that's a part of it right like not comparing our journeys and also comparison is a is a great surefire way to the lack of self-love right because the only person that can really define your worth is you and just because we see a lot of highlight reels with the way social media is now doesn't mean that your life has to look anything like that and um often we're not seeing the bad days right and we're not seeing the authenticity and the vulnerability we're seeing the highlights so remember that and also healing like the healing journey it's not pretty like it's not pretty it's not bubble baths it is fetal position crying wanting to scream and get outside of your body because you are in your shadow and you're learning about your mess and then you come into the other side it's like freaking giving birth except without the immense physical pain and you come onto the other side and you're like ah i'm new and then you have your bubble bath but it's not pretty right and um I think it's hard to show that sometimes i try my best but it's hard to show that so that's what i would say we all have our own paths and our own walks of life and yours is massively valid respectable and beautiful because it is your own and it's very lovable um okay i think the last question i will answer and it's a little bit odd to put this one last um but I'm going to just give it a, a little answer. Um, a beautiful girl said, dealing with sexual shame and trauma 
No worries if too personal. You don't have to, obviously. So I that trauma that I've been processing or I'm coming to the other side of it really now is sexual trauma. And so I would say that you have to have really, 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 really deep compassion and not to expect too much of yourself when you are trying to heal something like that and to not think you have to do it alone and and also to not feel like it's all going to heal in one day and to allow yourself to be held by others and to hold yourself in that pain it is a dark one there's something about sexual trauma that is massively dark because I think there is an innocence to it that feels stripped away. There's a violation of something that is yours and only yours that you can't shake. There's something that feels so gut-wrenching about it. When I remembered and when I went into the pain, I felt like I was dying. I wasn't on Instagram. I couldn't make videos. I couldn't do my work because I felt like I was dying. It puts you in this sort of metaphorical death space where you realize that part of you that was taken away. And so I, I can't diminish or put any pink and sparkly butterflies on that type of pain. But what I can tell you is that if you own and honor the process as dark and as big and hard as it may feel that pain and suffering is a portal to spiritual realization and on the other side there are massive gifts and you can get back what you felt was taken from you and if you've been watching me then you saw how my entire way I was showing up on Instagram has transformed a lot of people have reflected it back to me and all of a sudden, you could see this new sense of creativity coming through me. And that was as I was coming to the other side of healing this trauma. And it's one of the little gifts that is very visible. You can see that's coming through healing something like that. So there's always gifts. There's always a reason. There's always a purpose. And you are incredible. You are beautiful. You are enough just as you are. Um, be gentle. Have support. Don't do it alone. Uh, I will talk about this more. I want to share my story really, really, really badly. If you know me, you know I've basically practically shared all of the stories that have occurred for me in my life with a lot of vulnerability. And um, a part of what I do here online and in my work is share the reality of my traumas and my pain and this one i i have a lot of respect for every woman that's ever come out about her story because it's really hard to um especially because you don't want to wake up any beasts so please know that if you have gone through that, I love you deeply. And also, I will share my story. Absolutely. It's something I know 
I am meant to do and I'm excited to do. And I'm just in my process right now still and just sharing the little pieces that I can to be transparent. But um, I need to take my time with this one. It's very uh, raw and vulnerable. And I am feeling very, very good now and full and like myself. Um, but I had to go into that healing process. That's the reality. So I will share my story. I will tell you about it. Um, and in private spaces, like in webinars or in my coaching, um, I get to do the work with others on it. I mean, that's the whole purpose. I've never gone through anything in my life that I haven't been meant to help others heal from, help others walk through. So that is 100% one of the reasons I went through that. And one of the biggest things that I'll be doing with it is that I'm going to get to, to support other women and other people who have experienced that. Um, that's been the purpose of my life and it's no different with this one. So I'm here for you if you need support with that. I've been helping my girls with things of that nature and in more private spaces, I get to share a little bit more about it, but <sighs> I love you deeply. I'm tired. I need a snack and I need to go love myself a little bit, but I will talk to you all super, super soon. Thank you for hanging out with me in this episode. I loved doing this. It was so different and so fun. Um, if you liked this episode, please share it on your story and tag me. Let me know you're listening. Um, DM me if you have any reflections. And if you're feeling called to, uh, writing a review on the podcast page is so massively helpful so that more people can see this and get the support they need. And I just love you deeply. Don't forget to do something self-loving for yourself. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.